0: Welcome to We Fly the Flag, the Air Canada Pilots Podcast.
1: Welcome, everyone, to this edition of We Fly the Flag, the Air Canada Pilots podcast. My name is Sina Ali Mersalari. I'm the Strategic Preparedness Strike Committee Chair here at the Air Canada MEC. And I will be filling in for your host today as our regular host, Jason Chamberlain, is on course. Today in the studio, we have a number of people. I will start off by introducing Captain Tim Perry. He is a WestJet Pilot and Alpa Canada President Tim, can you please introduce yourself for our listeners?
0: Yeah, um, good to be here. Um, uh, Tim Perry, WestJet Pilot, as you mentioned, I'm the Alpha Canada president. I've held that position for the last five years and um, spent a lot of time, uh, you know, around the bargaining table. So glad to be here.
1: Perfect. Thank you very much. And as always, we have uh, Charlene Hoodie with us. Charlene.
2: It's really uh, great to be here. I'm happy to be on our podcast once again. We have an important update to provide the membership today.
1: Yes, we do. And, you know, let's jump right into that. So the comm that went out, it looks like we have agreed to a protocol agreement. Uh, Charlene, do you care to expand just a little bit about what that is for, for us who've never gone through a ratification process here?
2: Throughout this bargaining process or the negotiating process with Air Canada, our negotiating committee has showed up time and time again, very prepared, very ready to do the work. They have numerous proposals on the table to update our outdated and stale collective agreement. And they've really been trying to have meaningful engagement with Air Canada and agree to the items that we need to to move our contract forward. And the talks really haven't been progressing. It would be um, generous to say they've been at a glacial pace. So we were faced with a decision as the MEC to try and move these negotiations forward. So after much debate and deliberation and considering all our options, uh, we did decide to engage a third party facilitator to move these negotiations forward. And so we entered into a MOA, a Memorandum of Agreement, with Air Canada to use an arbitrator known as uh, William Kaplan, who has uh, a lot of experience in situations like this. And we have a a robust protocol agreement now to move these negotiations forward so we can start to get some traction on the items we know our membership is looking to achieve in this uh, world-class contract.
1: Thank you for that. That uh, clears up a lot. And it also does raise a lot of questions that I'm sure we'll get to hear uh, throughout this episode. Uh, first, let's start with the the arbitrator himself, Mr. William Kaplan. Uh, Tim, I'll throw um. this one over to you there. Uh, his name is a little bit familiar, maybe to yourself, uh, in your ALPA role. Do you care to kind of touch on that for us?
0: Yeah, sure. So uh, William Kaplan or Bill Kaplan uh, arbitrated the first collective agreement at WestJet. And, uh, and I think um, anyone in the Canadian pilot community will realize that that was not a popular... Uh, arbitration, um, and I was the WestJet vice chair at the time, and uh, you know it was a, elements of that which were uh, difficult to swallow. That said, uh, you know Bill Kaplan's a world-class arbitrator. He uh, is is very good at his craft. And another thing that's very important to mention is that you know mediation is very different from arbitration, and in fact. Arbitration is very different from first contract arbitration, but that's a different uh, conversation, you know, Bill would be uh, here in a mediator capacity to facilitate negotiations that Air Canada has clearly been slow playing. And so um, this is something that I think, you know, Bill is very, very well equipped to move along, and and I think that's in the pilot's interest. Can you speak
1: a little bit about... uh Mr. Kaplan's past and expand on what the difference is between uh, the arbitration that you guys were awarded as WestJet pilots
0: the first time around. Yeah, so uh, Bill Kaplan has uh, been involved in labor relations, you know, for a very, very long time. In fact, he has been part of mediations and arbitrations uh, since um, the WestJet's first collective agreement uh, at WestJet and and many of our ALPA Canada, ALPA properties, you asked about the difference between mediation and arbitration. There's actually very different. Um, Sometimes they rely upon a similar skill set, but the key difference is that in mediation, um, you're still in control of your destiny. Uh, You don't have to agree to anything that you don't believe is in your pilot's interest. Uh, arbitration, you can, uh, end up with things that are not of your choosing and, and there's a, that's an entirely, um, you know, different process that is worth understanding and is part of labor relations and sometimes, uh, pilot groups and other labor groups end up in that situation. But this is mediation where you're still in control of your destiny and you're still in control of, um, of the positions that you bring to the negotiating table.
2: I think that's a really good point that Tim is making, that uh, we retain that control of our destiny. It is mediation. We have to agree to anything that is mediated. Bill Kaplan is there to facilitate the discussions between ourselves and Air Canada because it's been a very frustrating process up until this point, to say the very least, and to achieve a world-class contract. It takes time and it takes the company uh, showing up and being willing to, to play ball, so this is a way to get them to show up to the table in a meaningful way and agree to some of these proposals that we have that we know our membership desires. I 100% agree. Why is management stalling? I believe that at uh, a certain point, things really started to shift. And the the road that we were seeing uh, before us in the new year here was either side could file for uh, the notice of dispute or the impasse, as it's commonly referred to, uh, which then starts the ticking clock. It does start uh, that... Um, 81 to 96 day ticking clock under the Canada Labor Code and then using a conciliator from the federal mediation and conciliation services. That's what we just saw the the WestJet Encore pilot group actually do. And so what we discovered in these discussions with Air Canada trying to get the ball really moving forward in these negotiations is they were very um, concerned with protecting their summer, really failing to realize that the ultimate way to protect your summer and the summers of 2025 and 2026 is to have an engaged pilot group that is feeling valued by their employer. However, they could file for the, the notice of dispute at any time and start the clock. And once that clock starts, the amount of negotiating that still has to happen it would have been extremely difficult for us to achieve what we set forward in flight plan 2024. And our goal as the MEC is to ensure that, that we get the, the biggest, best deal that we can for this pilot group, that we get a, a world-class contract that is worthy of this pilot group. And so to go on a an accelerated timeline or premature conciliation really closes that window as to how many of those items we could actually achieve in flight plan 2024.
0: So I think that it's... Uh it's worth remembering that uh, there's a labour relations truism that, that says that the party that, you know, controls the bargaining timeline, um, you know, has has the most influence on the outcomes. And so, um, but what, uh, what I think Air Canada management has done here is um, I think they've been slowing this down because they don't know what else to do. And the... And, and taking the time to let a contract negotiation breathe and be facilitated properly so that the items that are important to pilots actually get discussed at the bargaining table is is strategically advantageous to pilot groups. Um, you know i don't I don't want to answer why the company is uh, stalling because really that's for them to answer, but the, what is very clear is that they have been. So uh, well, you know what we're doing as a union, I think, at this point, is to uh, look at the bargaining timeline that's in front of us, making sure that the appropriate conversations are discussed at the table and that the process breathes properly. And I think that is sort of the strategic step at this time. And that's really uh, taking a look at the bargaining timeline and and, and making it work for us.
1: Okay, Charlene, well, what
2: does this agreement limit us from doing, this protocol agreement? So using... Bill Kaplan as a a third-party facilitator um, to really be able to move things forward at the negotiating table. Under this agreement, he has the ability to declare the impasse, so we can still get to an impasse. If he declares an impasse, then both parties are released to file the notice of dispute um, under the Canada Labour Code. And then there's also a robust timeline set out for negotiations, that they are to occur um, throughout this week, actually. Uh, What we have seen as very sporadic negotiations or a timeline with the company, now we're we're locked into a timeline to go through Monday to Friday this week, what I imagine are going to be pretty long days, uh, with Bill Kaplan facilitating a, a move forward plan, which does entail uh, ensuring that we're meeting with the company Tuesday to Thursday every week and then there's a clause at the end of June that either party can give notice to exit this, this agreement. And the other way that the agreement that uh, can come to an end is that we actually do achieve a collective agreement that will be acceptable to this pilot group. I think it's really important that our pilots understand that at the end of all of this, You are the final decision maker. You vote on this deal. You ratify the deal. This MEC and the negotiating committee, we're not going to bring a deal to you that we do not believe would be strongly ratified. So if we get to a position at the table, even in this mediation, and again, it's mediation, so we have to agree to what's being mediated. At that point in time, if we can't agree to what's trying to be mediated, we'll be at an impasse within this MOA as well.
1: So you did say something very interesting there about who can declare the impasse. And just to reiterate that for our listeners, it is at the end of the MOA, so June 1st, or if we bring a ratifiable deal to the pilot group, or if the mediator would declare the impasse. Now, Tim, I'll throw this one over to you since you've worked with uh, Bill in the past and many other pilot groups, do you believe if we 're truly at an impasse, will Mr. Kaplan declare it?
0: Well, um, first of all, you know Bill is a uh, is a, a labor relations professional and he can identify an impasse um, probably as well as anybody else in this business. He does not tolerate any party being ill prepared to bargaining. And so I know that the, the Air Canada MEC uh, negotiating committee has been prepared at, at every juncture, at, at every uh, turn for every meeting. And I also know that, that the same cannot be said for the Air Canada management team. And so that's something that uh, those expectations will be set very, very clearly by Bill. And if ultimately that um, he sees that progress is not being made, Uh, I'm quite certain that he will declare an impasse at the appropriate time.
1: Other than the WestJet pilot group, what other pilot groups or aviation industry-related professions has Mr. Kaplan assisted in securing contracts?
0: Yeah, so there was obviously a contract one at WestJet, but he's also subsequently done some mediation arbitrations at that company, but also uh, PAL, uh, airlines Air borealis uh, he's been involved in um, other transportation areas like the railroad CP and CN uh, he has um, you know mediated uh, collective agreements at the universities and uh, the healthcare sector so it's a very very uh, you know broad Um, set of experiences that he brings to the table, and I I will say this, that big or small, big company or small company, uh, the labor relations practices he brings to the table are the same.
2: And I think it's also important to note that he is familiar with Air Canada. He's one of the primary mediators slash arbitrators that the QP component uh, of our flight attendants, they will use Bill Kaplan, and obviously, when we're making this decision as the MEC, we try to get as much uh, feedback and advice from people who have experiences with Bill Kaplan. And um, the answer from QP was again highly respected, and he is a he's a fair mediator, and that's what we're asking Air Canada to do here: show up the table, uh, show up to the table, and be fair for for our pilot group in these contract negotiations.
1: Whose idea was this, and how did Bill's name uh, make the shortlist?
2: So this was an idea that came came from us, uh, from our MEC and the union leadership, because we're trying to, again, facilitate and inject some life into these discussions to really get Air Canada to show up the table and uh, take these talks and, and the bargaining seriously. And as we discuss the idea with the MEC and different uh, labor relations experts, different people within ELPA and other labor groups, Bill Kaplan's name kept rising to the top.
0: When you know uh, as a union that your positions are strong and reasonable uh, and you're having process issues with uh, your employer, you know, mediation makes a lot of sense. That's why we bring mediation and mediators uh, into the process. It's It's part of... Uh, thinking and acting strategically as we approach bargaining, and so that's exactly I think what's happening here. And then when it comes to the world of, of, of mediators in Canada, Bill is often our first choice, and, and 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 regularly is when when we have the ability to to utilize them and bring them into our processes.
1: With all that said, what will the next couple months? look like for both our negotiators and our
2: pilots? So our pilot group can expect the pace of negotiations to change dramatically through this protocol agreement that we've entered into. Right now, this week, starting uh, just on Monday all the way to Friday, Bill Kaplan did clear his calendar to meet with us and the company and establish a move forward plan to get these negotiations and these talks really moving and then there's a established calendar in the protocol agreement as well where the company has to meet with us like three days a week to keep going through uh, these items that we have to discuss so I would tell our pilot group to certainly keep your eyes peeled for more negotiating notepads and any of the engagement opportunities the family awareness events there's, there's Still key. They're still critical. Having an engaged pilot group has always been incredibly important.
0: So we're still at uh, the same place that we were, you know, last week. You know, nothing more or nothing less has been agreed to. So the bargaining process still has to happen um, in mediation, uh, and certainly this is the case with Bill. Bill expects progress, and he expects people to do the work. Uh, we've been willing and able to do that all along. And and I'm sure that that will be the expectation set for the Air Canada management team.
2: So I have to ask you, Sina, as our Strategic Preparedness and Strike Committee Chair, what your thoughts are on this. You've been getting our pilot group very ready, very unified, been doing a fantastic job of that. Your whole committee has been working incredibly hard to get us in that position for potential job action.
1: Well, Charlene, most of the thanks actually goes to the entire committee that uh, is working with me there. They've been working very hard, long hours, with very little flight release to ensure that the goal of the Strategic Preparedness Strike Committee is supported at all times. And the goal of the SPSC is to support the MEC and the negotiators and to ensure that the pilots are unified, informed, and maintain control of the bargaining process. This protocol agreement gives our negotiating committee the tools it needs to achieve a world-class contract.
2: Absolutely. And I think another important part of this agreement is that we've secured Of flight releases and the time for people like yourself, our comms committee chair, P2P committee chair to do the work and make sure our membership is fully informed about what is happening here and we're going to also have a bi-weekly special MEC meetings um, committed to and that our whole MEC is going to be present for because obviously we need to have the MEC very aware what's happening throughout this mediation uh, process something that I am curious as well as the Alpa Canada president Tim what are what are your thoughts on the Air Canada pilots entering into this facilitation process with Bill Kaplan
0: well sometimes uh, you know bargaining does uh, you know grind uh, to a very very slow pace, and uh, when we need a contract and we need the negotiating process to move forward, um, you know, bringing somebody in who can facilitate that process, you know, um, really often makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, as unions, we it's our job to you know think and act as strategically as possible, and I think um, that's what we're doing. Uh, you know, we're always um, we're always ready, but we will use this. Time and facilitated process to our advantage. Switching gears for a
1: moment here, we are being joined by two new members of our MEC executive team.
3: I'll give them a moment to introduce themselves, starting with uh, Apooruv. Hey everyone, my name is Apooruv Chandra. I'm a Toronto based 737 captain, and at ALPA, I'm presently the MEC secretary as well as the membership chair. In my uh, previous roles, I've also had the pleasure of being a member on the PBS committee,
4: on the Rouge side, as well as the mainline side. André, how about yourself? Hi, my name is André Susi. I live in Montreal. I am presently a captain on a 767 based in uh, Toronto. I'm the uh, newly appointed MEC treasurer as of uh, September of 2023. I'm also the CMSC chair uh, starting back, going to May of 2022.
1: Okay, well, let's start with uh, your position. So previously, the secretary and treasurer position were one, with uh, Cameron Sonnenberg serving as both. Uh, we've decided to split them up, uh, as we are allowed under the ALPA Constitution and bylaws, just due to the workload we've had. Uh, let's start with a moment here, and Apoor, can you just tell our members, what does
3: the secretary actually do? So you're right, Sina, with the number of pilots that we have, we had to split the position because of the workload that both the positions carry. Plus, Andrea and I, as said, we also uh, work on a couple other committees as well. Uh, So this this workload uh, works out really well for us. As the secretary, I have oversight of a lot of the administrative committees, and I'm also responsible for all the meetings that happen uh, for the MECs. And
1: André, how about yourself? What does the treasurer do?
4: Well, the treasurer is responsible for the uh, MEC budget and uh, approving expenses for every single uh, committee volunteers and uh, MEC members and the status reps. So right now we've got uh, probably around 150 uh, volunteers working for uh, the MEC. So they have to submit expenses probably on a monthly basis and I'm the one reviewing those and approving those.
1: Obviously, our union runs on volunteers and both of you are making a big sacrifice in taking your positions. And Andrzej, as you said, there are about 150 other volunteers are also sacrificing their personal time uh, to serve the MEC and the pilot group. So a big shout out to both of you and all of them as well. Thank you. With the recent protocol agreement, I'm sure our pilots are going to have a multitude of questions. A poor of what? are we doing as an MEC to get out in front of them
3: and be accountable? That's right, Sina. With this protocol agreement, we expect pilots will have a lot of questions about what this means for them, as well as our negotiations. So we have coffee sets scheduled. We have virtual town halls that all pilots can attend online and can um, talk to their MEC leaders about, uh, about what's happening.
4: So to add uh, a little bit of, uh, from what poor said, uh, don't forget that you can file a DART. Your MEC leaders will be fast on replying to those. Uh, you will also be receiving fast reads. So it's always important for you, the membership, to stay informed, to reach out to us. If you have any questions, comment. Uh, we want to keep you as engaged as possible to get the world-class contract.
1: Speaking of engagement, of you also sit on the membership committee. What can a line pilot do to show their support or show
3: their engagement going forward? The easiest way for a line pilot to show their engagement and to show their involvement is by wearing this world-class lanyard. It's a very easy visual display of the team that you support. Who can wear the
1: lanyard? If I just started, can I wear it? If I've been here 40 years, can I wear it? And if I'm a
3: management pilot, can I wear it? Absolutely. The lanyard is for everyone to wear. All pilots, no exceptions. What this lanyard does is that it shows your support to the hundreds of volunteers that are working on your behalf towards this world-class
0: contract.
1: Everyone, I want to take a moment to thank you for your time out of your busy schedules for sitting with us and recording this podcast. Any closing remarks?
0: Glad to be here in the studio. Thanks very much. Uh, I think engagement and unity are by far our greatest strengths, and it all starts with being informed. So thanks for listening and caring and supporting the processes that are here for you.
2: Charlene? Well, I'd like to thank everybody who's here. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Sina, uh, poor and Andre for being on the podcast and speaking to our membership. Thank you for all our pilots for tuning into the podcast. And I really hope to see you at uh, the coffee sits, the virtual town hall, the family awareness events that we have coming up. Uh, it's just so important that everybody stays engaged in this process and informed uh, because one of the number one jobs of a union is to achieve the best collective agreement that we possibly can and we can't do that without the support of our membership.